Hey there guys, welcome to another episode of the Job Pod by Begin and Discover with me, Sam Winwood. Thank you so much for joining. Today we are talking to my good friend Alex Swan, or who I know him by as Swanee, uh, and we're going to be talking about the environment sector. Swanee specifically works for the Environment Agency, uh, and he does something with flooding, um, which he's going to explain to us in a lot more depth than what I just did. Uh, but he also talks about how um, experience is paramount in getting into this industry and why he loves it so much. I think if you have an interest in the environment and kind of ecosystem and saving it and you know, and stopping it from getting harmed uh, this is definitely the one for you um take a listen and let us know your thoughts cheers Hey Alex, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really well, coping with the whole Corona thing. Um, cool. Right. So I've asked this with all my guests, mate. Uh, my lovely nan Doris has just walked into the room, and she goes, "Alex, what do you do? Can you explain to me in thirty seconds what you do?" Okay. Uh, so Doris, I work for the Environment Agency, uh, which forms part of Defra. Um, within my role, we support drought and flood management, as well as water resource regulation. So essentially, um, what that means is we collect data that feeds into flood risk models, which allows us to identify the areas of populations which are most exposed to flooding. Blimey. Wow, that's that amazing. It's an uh, incredibly unique role. I'm intrigued to find out your story that's exactly what my name was say anyway um so mate tell me the journey so far how on earth did you fall into such a unique and interesting position in the first place okay so yeah it's it's a bit of a um a weird one i originally um was really interested in studying veterinary medicine uh, right. that was probably uh from as, as young as i can remember up until a levels i wanted to be a vet um, I think I guess that stems from an upbringing in a sort of idyllic Cornish lifestyle, surrounded <laughs> by farms. Um, but that didn't quite go to plan. Uh, it, it fell through, uh, and I therefore chose to study geography at university. Right. I'd always loved geography, um, loved the environment, and thought it'd be a great three years at university, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, through that, I sort of had lots of experience, work, work experience. I worked with flood risk consultants, environmental consultancies, um, a huge wide range of um, of organizations within the industry. Yeah. Uh, This made me aware of the Environment Agency, obviously a um, a public body. um, And therefore, I started looking at some of the roles that the the Environment Agency offered. um, And through talking to academics during my undergrad, I, I was increasingly interested in what was going on in terms of um, the flood risk sector mm-hmm. and especially obviously with the effects of climate change being so prominent alongside a population increase yeah. I thought well this is a, something an industry I'd love to get involved with. Wow god that, I to- that makes total sense so what were your steps to getting to that place then you know you did lots of research in the environment agency etc. Yeah. So um, through university I had lots of experience this gave me um, uh, the idea then to think I want to get into this 
flood risk sector. Uh, I did loads of emailing. Um, I looked up people that were working in the industry, looked them up on LinkedIn, um, on Twitter, the lot, every social media platform, and emailed as many people as I could. Um, asked them for a phone call and just said, could I have some information on what you do and how you got there? I found that really difficult. Uh, you, you know, I had to sort of go around the hard way. Um, mm-hmm. I then managed to uh, check out the Environment Agency's job portal. So yeah. I didn't know that the Environment Agency don't publish any of their jobs um, on um, big sort of uh, jobs portals. They yeah. have their own um, that in-house system. Right. Well, I, I, I wasn't aware of that. Um, so I found that, was looking at the different jobs around, around the UK and across all of their offices and um, found a role working within Devon, um, based in Exeter, and basically I applied for it. Um, I was unsuccessful. Um, I got as far as the interview stage, um, had the interview, got some really good feedback, but yeah, I was told that I wasn't experienced enough, which was a massive shocker. Yeah, um, so, Yeah, it was really tough. Um, so then I had to sort of think, right, what do I want to do? Do I want to keep persisting and going for this again? Or do I want to maybe look at a different company? Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of did both. Um, my, my friends at the time were doing stuff in all different sectors. And I, th- I thought, well, perhaps I want to work in finance or maybe, maybe actually I don't want to do this. But um, in the end, I just applied for another job. Um, again, it was, this one was based in Exeter and um, was lucky enough to get to the interview stage um, and again, I wasn't, I wasn't successful, but my, um, the, the boss, the manager of the team basically rang me after the interview and said, like, you're unsuccessful, but we would really like you to come do some work experience with us. Um, or can you, um, maybe take a pay cut, but come with us for a internship. And I was sort of all for that. Yeah. Anything I can do, that'd be fantastic. Even just to get something on my CV. And actually through that, I did um, a number of assessment days with them to, to get onto this internship. And the manager rang me up and said, actually, um, the person that we offered the original job to, that's fallen through. We'd like to offer you the original job on the full, full salary. Oh. So I was sort of right place at the right time, really. That's so handy, mate. That's so good. And then now you're here up to this current point. So I'm, one of my questions I'm quite intrigued about is, obviously being in this kind of flooding industry, you get to, I presume you get to go outside a lot and continue to learn every day. What, what are the other opportunities within this particular role? Uh, Cause I know your current position now you're doing a part-time masters whilst working as well. Can you talk to me about that in a bit more depth? Yeah. So I think that was one of the main things that attracted me to the environment agency you know, it doesn't pay the best, I'll be honest, um, but it has so many benefits. Yeah. Uh, it, they really support their employees in terms of growth. And um, I came to the Environment Agency at 21, and, and now I'm 23, and I decided that I wanted to do a master's. My manager was all for that and decided to actually allow me two days a week to go to Bristol University and doing a, a master's in environmental consultancy mm-hmm. and it's fully funded um, through the Environment Agency. Other opportunities, I think, um, just sort of 
expand on that and I'm after my master's I'm already looking to get my chartership which again will be funded through the environment agency so I'd say they're all for development of their employees which is fantastic well just um, on that note mate the in terms of the, the chartership can you go into yeah. a bit about that? how do you have to become a chartered environmental consultant how does it work yeah so I'm still learning I'm not um, I'm no whiz but basically um, there's a number of different charterships you can get depending on where you really want to um, sort of uh, specify your career I suppose I'm yeah. looking at getting um, CYWEM it's a chartership in um, basically an environmental consultancy but specializing in the water industry yeah um, you would get one of those potentially if you're looking at more of the hydro hydrology side of work mm-hmm. um, it's a long old process I know that and there's a lot of writing it's uh it takes a while um and i think you really have to be keen to get it otherwise i think a lot of people may be put off by the admin but um yeah it's something that again my manager is really pressing for to make me more more employable and be able to push for those higher jobs yeah that's brilliant okay cool so i probably know a couple of the answers to this question but why do you continue to do it why do i continue the, the company i work for is amazing like I've said, not the best paid job, but it offers so many benefits. I can work from home. I can work flexibly. They have amazing annual leave. I get 27 days annual leave plus bank holidays. It's fantastic. And there are so many offices in the UK and I can work out of any of the offices in Devon and Cornwall, which is pretty cool. Mm. But most importantly, I'm making a huge difference to the environment, which I'm so passionate about. That's so good. So, and you're out outside all the time as well. I'm quite envious. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. uh, I wish I was out as much as you. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, you know, sort of. I grew up in Cornwall, and I've now moved to Devon, and I'm lucky enough to be able to work and work outside, and you know, enjoy some of the amazing countryside that Devon offers, which is fantastic. And get up on Dartmoor and places like that. You know, I feel like um sometimes not even at work when I'm outside on site. It's fantastic. That is the pinnacle almost. It's like you can't really top that when you're outside and you kind of forget that you're working and you're just having a really good time. It sounds brilliant, mate. So my other question is what other positions are there within the environment sector? Sure. So I think coming out of university with a geography degree, you Mm. can do pretty much anything. And I have friends that have gone into anything from finance to landscape architecture. However, if you want to go and stay in the environmental sector, I think a lot of people go and work for big consultancies. So there are a number of really large consultancies um, and, you know, they're very corporate. Um, A lot of them hold their offices in Bristol, London, Manchester, you know, the major cities in the UK. And I think, that would be um, a massive pulling point for a lot of people. Um, funny enough, you, you mentioned that my my uncle, um, so my uncle's friend used to work for ACOM. It's one of the largest consultancies in the world, um, was really high up and decided to um, sort of take a break after 30 years working for them and set up his own environmental consultancy firm. Wow. Uh, I was actually offered a job working for him after graduating. It was based in London, a 40 hour week contract, very standard um, annual leave, um, great great salary. 
the problem with that for me was, I mean, I've mentioned it what 10 times now. I love the outdoors and um, that corporate office lifestyle wasn't for me. Um, you know, his, his work was great. They were looking at developing a new flood risk model mm. and um, looking at basically the areas that are most exposed to flooding, but then where to specifically invest in flood protection schemes. So yeah. very similar to the work that the Environment Agency does, but it was done on a private, in the private sector mm. um, for large housing infrastructure companies, etc. Wow, that's honestly that's that's really good. Um, so tell me a bit about who this would be right for. Like, who would be the ideal candidate if they were to come into your environment? So, working for an environment agency, you have to be someone that is willing to work with others. You know, I'm part of a team of fifteen, but I work with the environment agency itself has ten thousand employees. Um, you know, I don't work with all 10,000, but you need to be able to engage and work with large teams. Saying that, you also need to be able to pick up a project and run with it yourself. So you need to have both of those qualities. Um, I feel like you can't work for this company without having a real passion for the environment. No, there's every single person I work with has a genuine passion and a genuine interest in actually um, making something better and um, you know, they, everyone wants a responsibility to protect and enhance the environment. Yeah. So that, that's super important. You can't come in this and just treat it as another job. Um, you, you really need to enjoy what you're doing. Otherwise, I think you're going to be left behind in the industry. Yeah. I think that that's probably something that will show in the application process as well. It just from an outsider's point of view, I think if your boss, for example, saw that you weren't properly passionate about helping the environment you probably wouldn't stand a chance would you up against somebody like yourself who clearly shows that you care um that totally makes it do you have to be a particular like i don't know do you have to be like really good at problem solving do you have to be really good at analytical skills like are there any particular skills that would suit a different candidate so I think on top of communication skills as I kind of already mentioned I th- yeah. um, definitely you have to be um mathematically able you know constantly in my day I'm, I'm reviewing flood risk data using models developing models using uh, things like ArcGIS um, Python these are like modeling um, programming um, pieces of software yeah. so yeah you, you, you that's that's it you you need to be um, able to deal with large data sets and interpret them and analyze them appropriately Mm-hmm. that's really handy that's good i think uh that'll help a lot of people out so tell me mate what would be your best advice for somebody thinking about considering getting into the environment sector so getting into the environment sector i found that although i was lucky i managed to get in um probably earlier than what a lot of people have managed to do i would recommend a lot of people to get their masters okay. um i'll be honest and say that it was a hindrance for me not having one Uh, so get your masters get your masters from a good university in a relevant subject and on top of that get work experience that is probably the single most important thing if you come to an interview you can have the best grades you can have uh, all this subject knowledge but if you don't have any work experience i really think a lot of employers are going to look at you and think uh, you know what you haven't gone beyond uh, what's what's really expected of you um 
I've learned that from actually being involved with a lot of interviews recently. Uh, we were uh, employing a couple of people um, in our team and we had two, two students that were coming, graduates, and one of them, first class honours student, fantastic, had all this knowledge, but had absolutely no experience. The other student um, had a, a, lower a lower class degree, um, but they had done so much work and they had so much knowledge of the actual industry that itself. Um, they were they were given a job, and I think it was largely on the fact that they had been proactive and got all this work experience. Wow, fair play. I like that. Like that's really good. Um, I think proactiveness is such a key attribute in most hires these days across any industry. But sounds like it's particularly paramount in your particular industry as well, mate. So that's really handy advice. Um, the, I guess the other my last question would be: Would you do anything differently? What what advice would you give your younger self? Okay, so what I would do differently, I think, first and foremost, I would have taken a, a small break after university. Uh, this is a, bit of a personal thing, and I've talked to a lot of people, and they think very differently. But um, for me now, I don't want to take my foot off the gas. I'm climbing this ladder. I'm working towards getting my master's, then my chartership, then I'll be looking for a promotion. And I've almost got this five-year plan. And in this five-year plan, it doesn't give me six months to go traveling or do something completely different. So advice to my younger self, I would have graduated, taken six months, nine months to do something completely crazy or completely different, and then started my career. Mm. Um, I think that is the one, the one thing I would have changed. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You've, knowing you, you, pro you would probably do something environment-focused anyway. True, true. <laughs> cool. All right, mate. Um, do you have anything else to add? Because I think I've got everything here. I think you've, you've absolutely nailed it. No, I think, that's, I think that's everything, mate, actually. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, this can help some people in the future, which I'm sure it will. Thanks for tuning in to that, guys. That was Alex Swan, who works at the Environment Agency, explaining what it's like to work in the environment industry. Super, super helpful, really insightful. Um, all the links, tips, descriptions, everything that we discussed in this podcast will be in the description. If you've got any questions, please drop me a note at sam at beginningdiscover.com. And please remember to like, share, subscribe, do all that social stuff for us. Pass it on to your mates who might be in limbo, who may need a hand. You never know. Uh, and yeah, continue to enjoy. Thanks again. Bye.